0: You're listening to the NOMCAST, a proud member of Forgotten Entertainment. Hello, and welcome to the NOMCAST. The Netflix Original Movie Podcast. I am your host, Andrew Morgan. You can follow the show at Nomcast Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And you can check us out on the web at nomcastpod.com. All right, another overstuffed show for you. Later on the show, we have a fan favorite guest returned for the first time in a long time. Uh comedian and one of my good friends, Mel V is back on the show. She will do what she does best and talk endlessly about murder and true crime. This whole conversation was basically her Super Bowl, so I'm glad that she was able to come on. We discussed the latest true crime doc, Why Did You Kill Me?, plus American Murder, The Family Next Door, and a handful of Mel's personal favorites from the Netflix original true crime series menu. So stick around for that. But up first, we will start with a little segment called What You Need to Know. Alright, huge story that came out last week uh, when we were doing the interview with Michaela Conlin. so apologies for that. Uh, but Netflix and Sony agree to an agreement that sets up a five-year exclusive pay TV window for the U.S. rights to their theatrical films beginning in 2022. What does this mean? Well, first and foremost, it means I was right, which is the first thing and anything you ever need to know. Uh, Because two weeks ago on our What You Need to Know segment, I mentioned that Universal was looking to pull back on a lot of their stuff that they were feeding into Netflix's library, Uh, exclusive uh, animated stuff that was going to be pulled back soon enough and gone straight to Peacock and I said that they were going to do a big acquisition probably you know potentially a full studio takeover and this is the next closest thing and specifically I said Sony would be the target and this is huge because now films like Morbius, Bullet Train starring Brad Pitt or the sequel to you know Into the Spider-Verse comes straight to netflix after the home entertainment window ends so they're you know they're more on par with you know something like an hbo max or disney or something to where you know they have a full studio besides their own studio producing content that's going to go straight into their streaming service and that's huge it's an exclusive deal um and who is it hurt it hurts stars because uh, they had a previous deal with Sony uh, for their film TV window. And they also had, you know, their total library, 25% of it was made up of Sony films. So you have, you know, a lot of things that, you know, kind of propped up uh, a, a player like them owned by Lionsgate that is going to take a big hit. Plus, Netflix now has an exclusive producing partner pipeline set up with Sony now to co-produce original content before the theatrical window. Uh, For example, I believe it was announced uh, a few months ago or recently somewhere uh, that Kevin Hart's new movie, Fatherhood, uh, is now going to go straight to Netflix as a co-production between Sony and Netflix. So more and more of these that, you know, maybe Sony was questioning whether it makes fiscal sense to put it straight out into theaters. They now could just turn to Netflix and go, Hey, you want to co-produce this and, and send this straight uh, to the streamer? They would love that. Uh, anything that has big stars or something that people will instantly turn on. Netflix is all about it. And now they can cherry pick from the Sony library and, and put stuff, you know, immediately starting right now, not waiting until 2022, uh, to put films that they can put on there right now. And then in 2022, they'll start getting the brand new films, uh, moving right on. That's a huge story. And it, it really, uh, shakes things up a little bit, uh, with HBO max and Disney plus gaining on their heels. All right. The next story that I saw that I found absolutely fascinating, Andrew Friedman, of Eye Communications suggested on Twitter that Netflix will begin releasing their tentpole films in theaters, adding that it was about providing the consumer with what they want. This makes a whole lot of sense. I mean, you're seeing HBO Max and Disney Plus doing day and date release, so why wouldn't Netflix do the same thing? We've mentioned this, uh, I think, when we did the action film preview because. Why wouldn't you want to see some of these big action films that got coming up like Red Notice with The Rock and Gal Gadot and Ryan Reynolds? Wouldn't you want to have the chance to see that in the theater? I mean, would you pay for a movie ticket even though it's going to go you know live on Netflix immediately the same day? Some people would. I mean, you're seeing it now with HBO Max where it's like Godzilla did, you know, a pretty big Opening weekend box office, but you still had it go straight to HBO Max. Some people want a certain type of movie in a theater. And if Netflix is going to continue to have these, you know, big tentpole, big time over the top action films that deserve a chance to be on the same plane as like a Fast and the Furious or some of these other ones that they're trying to compete with, then yeah, absolutely. They should be in a theater. You know, a a lot of times they'll do a limited release, but if this signals that they're going to do a full scale, you know, release and that the theaters are going to let them, that's a big deal too. The theaters are in a position where they just want to fill, fill up their roster, you know, the, and Netflix, if, if they have the movies that people want to see and theaters want the money, they'll take the chance at least to start, you know? So I think this is a big deal Uh, Because especially with the growing budgets of some of these action films that they have set up, they're going to want to, you know, supplement that money and and get some of this money back. And especially if they start doing some of these Netflix and Sony ones, too, you know, maybe there's a chance that those will also be day and date releases uh, going forward on Netflix and out in the theaters. So that'll be terrific. Adam Sandler has been in the news all over the place for Netflix. Uh, he has not one, but two Netflix films coming up, potentially both landing uh, this year. Who knows? Um, seems like the first one I'm going to mention, which is Sandler teaming up with producer LeBron James, yes, that LeBron James, for a basketball film entitled Hustle, uh, seems to be something that might come out You know, relatively recently. It's already in post-production, it has a logline that reads, after being fired... Pro basketball scout Stanley Barron, played by Sandler, is excited for the first time in a very long while when he serendipitously discovers Spanish amateur baller Bo Cruz playing in a park outside Madrid. Fueled with newfound purpose, Stanley makes it his mission to groom Bo for the NBA as he believes they both can make it. The film stars Sandler as the aforementioned basketball scout, plus we'll see Queen Latifah, Robert Duvall, Ben Foster, and Spanish basketball star Juancho Hernan Gomez as the prize prospect. Filming wrapped in late 2020 and is, like I said, currently in post-production. I would say definitely look out for this film. You know, I want to say I wouldn't be surprised if we saw this at the end of the NBA season, like during the finals uh, or NBA draft time, which is late July, or maybe the start of next season uh, at the end of 2021. So... I would definitely think this film is going to be out sooner rather than later and try to capitalize maybe on that Space Jam money that's coming up later on the year. Uh, The other Adam Sandler film for Netflix, Spaceman, based on Yaroslav Kalfar's novel, uh, has added 2021 Oscar nominee Carrie Mulligan to its cast. She will play Sandler's wife in a story that follows an astronaut, played by Sandler, Sent to the edge of the galaxy to collect mysterious ancient dust, he soon finds his earthly life falling to pieces, and he turns to the only voice who can help him try to put it back together. It just so happens to belong to a creature from the beginning of time, lurking in the shadows of his ship. Emmy-winning Chernobyl helmer Johann Rink is set to direct off a screenplay adapted by Colby Day. This is labeled as a sci-fi adventure drama. And Adam Sandler in non-comedies lately has been pretty amazing. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Uncut Gems, for instance. So, you know, I'm just as excited for this one as I am with Hustle, even with the odd plot descriptions. So look for both of those. I don't know if, you know, because if they're still doing cast announcements and we're already past the first quarter of 2021, my guess this is a you know, mid 2022 release. So look for hustle coming up soon and then spaceman next year. And lastly, I wanted to do one more awards update for all you people who not only care about the Oscars or maybe trying to prep for your Oscar pool as the, the ceremony itself is this Sunday. Uh, So here's some of the latest in terms of uh, the Netflix uh, categories that matter mank, Uh, won the ASC Awards for Best Cinematography. Many Oscar pundits predicted Nomadland would win the Oscar for Cinematography after it won at BAFTA recently and Critics' Choice weeks before that. But this definitely puts it back in contention and could definitely steal a win from the awards titan that is Nomadland. Another big win was at the Ace Eddie Awards, Uh, where the Trial of the Chicago 7 won for Best Film Editing, and that is huge because, again, they beat Nomadland and their fellow Oscar nominees as well, including Sound of Metal, which most Oscar experts uh, had this race as a dead heat. So this win really gives Netflix and that editing team for the Trial of the Chicago 7 a boost of confidence going into the Oscars this Sunday. I can't wait for this ceremony um, you know, it's, it's a down year for sure, but I, I, I think it's going to be a lot of storylines. A lot of things are heating up, you know, a lot of upsets starting late breaking upset news coming out recently. Uh, the whole thing is, you know, being directed or produced by Steven S- Soderbergh and it's going to be, it's going to be wild. So I, I I'm all for it. Uh, I definitely say Uh, You know, tune into that because we're going to do a big Oscar show next week. Uh, you know, after all the winners will be announced on Sunday night, we'll have one for you. Uh, after that, I believe we're going to do that with our Is It Worth It friends from over in England. So definitely stay tuned for that. And stay tuned for my upcoming conversation with Mel V. Uh, Like we teased up front, we're going to do the whole true crime slate deal, uh, starting with the latest Netflix true crime documentary, Why Did You Kill Me? So stay tuned. Right after this break, we'll bring you that conversation with comedian Mel V.
1: Yet Another Star Wars Podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and is part of the Forgotten Entertainment family.
0: Hey, I'm Shamar. And I'm Andrew. We're going to be doing a deep dive on all the connected DC animated movies in their cinematic universe. Yes, I'm here to discuss the interconnected storylines and point out how jacked everybody is. And I'm here to share a deep comic book knowledge like Batman having his own sneaker line. So check out Yet Another DC Animated Podcast part of the Forgotten Entertainment family, and coming soon wherever you listen to your podcast. Oh, finally, returning to the Nomcast. (laughs) Fan favorite guest, Mel V. We go back and forth. This is like your Super Bowl, Mel. I feel so happy for you that you get to unleash upon the world all your peccadillos, all your true crime favorites, all in one space, and get to talk about... The the new stuff as well, so I'm I'm very happy for you.
1: Oh, and I'm happy to well to be out of this hope chest for one, uh, <laughs> but also to be with you.
0: uh oh, this is lovely.
1: It is lovely.
0: I miss you, darling. Uh, and I know our fans. Into, every time I do a podcast, they're like, "So when's Mel coming back on?" Because they're like,
1: and "You're like when I tell her she can get out of the hope chest is when she'll be back on."
0: Um, but the beauty of you. Uh, besides just how wonderful you are. it's mostly
1: physical, it's yeah. definitely a physical thing.
0: It's true. Yeah. Uh, is that you're hopelessly addicted to true crime, but you actually have like, but besides like people who like fun soccer moms who are like, I don't watch horror movies, but I'll watch a true crime thing. Like they're not the same. Um, I, But you actually have like degrees in psychology. You have like- No
1: degree they, yet, but I, I'm very passionate about criminal psychology. For exactly. sure. For yeah. sure. Um,
0: yeah. So you can break all this stuff down. There's nothing better. There's nothing yeah. better. Like, we've talked serial killers on this podcast before. You've been on for uh, the, the Ted Bundy biopic. You've been on for uh, Velvet Buzzsaw and uh, Bird Box, which is still a legendary episode oh, in my so mind.
1: classic
0: so but this one is the true wheelhouse for you and i saw that uh netflix had a new true crime doc film not series so we can cover something for once and i was like yes we could do this i'll get mail back on um and why did you kill me came up and it had this hook that like brought you back into using myspace and you know like i was just like oh my god we can solve a murder through antiquated social media. It's like, (laughs) it's amazing catnip. So I was like, yes, we could do that. And then now we're going to do that. We're going to do American murder, the family next door. And then I'm just going to let you vamp and just be like, these are the series that people need to see. And that I need to see, including one that I started today. So I can't wait to talk about that one.
1: That's all original Melrose place. It's all (laughs) we care about. (laughs) Um, so
0: so i want to start with why did you kill me so i was excited for this plus the woman in there looked very bizarre and she looked like she was kind of you know just a crazy old woman who was gonna solve a murder on her own that's how like the trailer felt yeah it felt like uh you know she was gonna go on myspace and solve this herself and take on this gang or whatever
1: it it's, didn't
0: turn out that way. No, it's sort of that. It's not fully that. And I wanted more out of Belinda. Shout out to Belinda. Um, but for anyone who hasn't seen it yet, and is just kind of like tuning in to see like what we thought first. This is a movie about uh, the line between justice and revenge blurs when a devastated family uses social media, specifically MySpace, to track down the people who killed 24-year-old Crystal Theobald. Mel, first question for you. Is this the best true crime documentary for model train enthusiasts?
1: Um, hands down. <laughs> and like, here's the thing that's probably the most compelling part of this movie was so so they keep cutting to Belinda, the mom. Who, a um, li- little backstory: she she had a history of uh, methamphetamine addiction. And
0: yeah, I couldn't tell.
1: <laughs> I mean, listen, she she looked rough for sure. But this I mean, one of the good things to come out of this is she stopped using drugs. And, yes. you know, kind of got her, her what's about her enough to, to really focus on something in a way that was kind of extreme. But they keep cutting to Belinda. You know, she's narrating a lot of the story and they keep cutting to her at this sort of elaborate, like model train setup but it's a it's a layout of the neighborhood where her daughter was killed
0: yeah it's doc Brown's setup from back to the future <laughs> where like, it's all of it hill valley so there good.
1: but I'm looking at this and I'm like wow like I I was really impressed like it was a really good setup yeah and um but here's like the first I was I was disturbed on a lot of a lot of levels by this movie mm. and I think the first place I was disturbed was just just from a psychological standpoint um you've lost someone very close to you they've been murdered on your street i'm going to need you to talk about that and bring a lot of that back up but if you could actually hold a little car uh that's the same as the car she was killed in and maybe drive it around this little street and then you be the shooter and, yeah. and you know and like here are some toys and i want you to act out uh your daughter's murder and you know for the purpose of the movie then to be like belinda i'm sorry we're gonna have to ask you to stop for a second pick it back up where uh crystal's face explodes <laughs> you like go back you know or like whatever it was It's like you know that had to be just it, like on some level it was kind of cruel um but Although, then again, i wasn't entirely convinced it wasn't her setup she well, seemed awfully
0: comfortable oh, like yeah that i can buy i wish they actually said that i wish they didn't say whether it it for the movie or not level.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah
0: but i would say uh you know kind of as a uh into psychology and everything else it almost felt like art therapy or things they do with kids who deal with trauma where it's like when show you me on a the dolls kind of where he exactly. touched you yeah right exactly
1: um, can you show me with the dolls what happened yeah, you know exactly. like, mm. yeah and it felt that way but it but i think because of that sort of therapeutic component it felt like I wasn't supposed to be there so it a made little me, bit it made me a little uncomfortable so and I don't know how far you want to jump ahead
0: I would say let's not get crazy spoilery but okay. um but if there are like certain things you need to get off my off your chest I mean it's kind of the the story is kind of in the trailer told pretty straight like it's not like a weird who done it. It's more like a process of how they got this done more than anything. And you could, you know, any true crime fan or people who are into these type of things, you know, you could pretty much figure figure what's going to happen in a way.
1: Well, and this movie did have, I think, every every podcast we've done uh, has been about it's had that theme of um, we always refer back to the John Mulaney uh, bit of the cops like the bumbling cops (laughs) Um, because it never ceases to amaze me these movies where you know the the victim or person who's lost somebody close to them sort of takes on the role of detective sure i'm never not surprised that the police are like like wait a minute so we know what car it is if only yeah. there were a way to outsmart these people. So there shouldn't be a situation where like a 14 year old is like, So I just decided to look on MySpace. Right. That shouldn't be the case. You yeah. Know?
0: Catfishing gang members is very inventive. And that's what drew me in because that's in the trailer that they were basically like, Yo, let's create an account with the picture of the victim.
1: I mean, listen, they're doing it with, um. I mean, when uh, to catch a predator. Yeah, you know, it's really popular. And and I know you certainly can't, you know, set anybody up, but you, you, right. but you can sort of create the space for them to, you know, their rules, but, you know, they, they sort of have that right. approach to so many different kinds of cases. But when it comes to murder, I feel like all of that goes out the window and they're like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, nobody left a note. So I say we just put this aside <laughs> for now and what? circle back. And 10 years ago. You
0: know. Considering this was like, what, 2007 or something? It was pretty early on where I think it was just that crossover time between end stage MySpace and early Facebook adoption. So like, mm-hmm. people were still trying to figure out what's cool and what's not like to do online at that point. Yeah. Like, we already went through like the the AOL chat room scenario and like fishing people that way. But there always seems to be some component of that that you can use. And this just gets more elaborate in this case because they create not one, but two fictional profiles to try to get all these gang members together.
1: I also, I love like one of the things that this movie did really well was so Belinda, obviously her her daughter was killed by gang members or a Mm -hmm. member of a gang. Yeah. And her son, or sons, was it both? Both of them, yeah, were also involved with gangs. Um, right. So, you know, on one hand, as a sort of the norm, you decide so these gang members, by virtue of being in this gang, are dangerous. They're, you know, these are criminals. They deserve, you know, justice should be served. But then, on the other hand, Belinda's telling the story of how her kids had to turn to the gang and you know, and all that. And you're like, Oh my God, these poor kids who had to turn to the gang, you know, to feel supported and sure and to feel safe. And so I like that it showed you both sides of, you know, and it, it sort of it humanized the gang members a little bit, which was tough. That's sure. tough, to, you know, but.
0: In general, yeah. I wish I got more out of Belinda and I'm sure they felt the same way because to me, You know, I think the movie at its best is when it turns where Belinda takes over the MySpace account and really turns on the jets. But that is such a small part of this movie that it doesn't really do much more outside of that.
1: See, it was really hard for me to get excited about. Well, so it starts off with her daughter, uh, Jamie, the sister. Is is making the, the profile? Yeah, the needs It could have been okay. Yeah, it's like um, her, co-
0: the victim's cousin. Yeah. Okay,
1: right. So she's working these profiles and luring in these gang members to find out what kind of car, which one owns, you know, the white um, truck or the white, right. uh, you know, SUV. And she's doing it in a way. She's definitely getting the information for sure. Right. But she's also not. Really putting herself in danger well i i would argue like yeah. why would you let your niece she was terrible that? that's incredible right. yeah yeah but she for all intents and purposes was was careful yes i agree belinda turned on the jets but the second belinda gets on there she's like uh so how many people have you murdered and why did you <laughs> murder and murderer and i know what you did right i the, the my first thought was you have no idea how much danger you're putting people in by doing oh, for that. sure. And like you, you could be prosecuted. You could be like, I mean, it's, there's a reason that police work is for police yes. and why they don't just say, can the community help us solve this crime? You we'll know, <laughs> right. just take it to the extreme and put themselves in real danger. So yeah. But, In that respect, it was really difficult. I'm like, please don't do this, please. And why the police weren't like, listen, Belinda, <laughs> you've got to stop pretending to be a police officer.
0: Right. All right.
1: We built you that model train set to reenact the murder <laughs> with. We bought you that. We, you know, right. That's a gift. That's yours to keep. For but you sure. can't keep sabotaging, you know, the investigation because you feel like holding a stranger accountable for something they may not have done. Right. <laughs> you
0: yeah. the other the other issue i had with this is that you know i can handle like non-linear structure but this movie felt like it begged for like just a, a character that defined this thing meaning probably belinda would have been the best case scenario but like she wasn't even the person who initiated. she wasn't charismatic enough no and she wasn't and she can't carry it and that's part of the problem but you know the the ending too, like uh it was a decent touch. I, I don't want to spoil anything. And again, it's procedural stuff. But, you know, I feel like they ran out of story. Like, as soon as, like, it kind the detecting, the, the actual, you know, getting these gang members to either, you know, admit to stuff or get, go to jail or any of these things. Like, as soon as that stuff was over and then it starts getting into the actual, like, judicial stuff... I didn't care by that point. Like the, the, the chase is the story in a way. Well, I was just they like,
1: advertised it. That's I mean, that's how it was. It was yeah. presented. It's like, we're going to, you know, it, it, it reminded me of, um, I'll be gone in the dark, the East area, area rapist, um, original night strangler. Yeah. Uh, thing. I, I love these movies or don't fuck with cats, uh, you know, or whatever, where these people, you know, come together and, solve crimes like sure. that's awesome like yeah. it, it's done in a way that's normally ideally in collaboration with law enforcement or you know it, in a way where they're sort of extracting information that only they could get
0: right finding
1: it like threatening somebody to tell you like what kind of car you drive or something like it's yeah
0: it's no. good cop bad cop Weirdo cop. Worst cop. Yeah, Yeah. worst cop. Yeah. It didn't make any sense. Like, literally, especially because they're doing it under one profile, I can imagine if you ever talked to, like, uh, you know, anybody online, either online dating or getting to know someone in the AOL days or anything, like, it was... Hey, what's up, beautiful? Just checking in on your day. What car do you drive and what do your friends drive? Wait, what? I thought we were just hanging out and talking and, like, talking about, like, school and stuff. No. I want to know exactly the make and model of your car (laughs) and where you and your friends hang out.
1: Oh, my God. And, like, there was one question in particular. I wish I could remember what it was, but it was, like, do you have a brother? (laughs) Right. Yeah. what yeah like, this got really weird yeah like, uh, I don't
0: know I know um so, so I, yeah to me okay so I would say this movie especially compared to a lot of the other ones that are it seems like the scores are much lower I think a lot of people are kind of in line with us where it's like yeah it's an interesting story but it also could have been like an article I read real quick I just, just gonna like, say you know what yeah. this
1: would have been perfect as a brief article.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because but or like
1: something that comes up on uh, on Facebook.
0: Yes. and you're like,
1: huh? And you click it, and then you read like two pages, and you're like, ah, I see where it's gone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then yes. you don't even finish it. Yeah,
0: that is this movie. So, because um, right now it's a five point seven on IMDb, not very good. Sixty three percent tomato meter and 20- twenty. 20 percent audience score so that's rough oh that's real bad so
1: wait a minute so that means it's the the critics who are giving it 60 something
0: yeah like oh. so So more people like it that way i'm like i don't know it's not very well put together it's a first documentary for the person who did it so i'm like okay i'm i'm well, trying to fairness, be right i'm trying fairness, to be fair yeah the, uh,
1: the lighting over the model train thing was really beautifully done. Yeah, like I, I want thought, that
0: person to shoot like more claymation, maybe going oh, in, in the future. Be really
1: good. <laughs> but you know what? If they save those models, if Belinda will let them use the models,
0: exactly. You know. I want um, a Wallace and Gromit go to East LA. Is that okay? Oh, that'd, like, that'd be
1: fun. <laughs> but like it would be like starring and it would have the original pieces from the crystal murder. <laughs> yes. The gunman and the two white SUVs. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, no wait.
0: But a lot of people are watching it. It was number four on Netflix as of Sunday night. It was number two, I believe, on Friday when I watched it. So these things because they thought
1: it was something else i know they thought it was something else yeah well mistake we all make mistakes
0: yeah the award winner here is the person who cut the trailer so kudos to that person oh my god the
1: trailer now that's one of my top five exactly (laughs) yeah you should definitely check out the trailer to who or who why did you kill me who killed me when are you gonna kill me yeah Yeah. no one's gonna care after
0: a week here No. um but a i will put in air quotes. Or at least I will say a better documentary, better well done documentary, uh, American Murder, The Family Next Door, which came out in September of last year, uh, produced by James March, who did one of an amazing documentary, Man on Wire. Uh, which actually ended up being made into uh, a feature film, too, I believe. Um, he also is the director of The Theory of Everything, the Stephen Hawking biopic. But, yeah, this is getting much better scores. 7.2 IMDb, 85% Tomato Meter, and 75% audience score. So, seems like people really enjoyed this one. I will get into my thoughts on <laughs> what I think about that in a minute, because I almost hate you for making me kind of watch this. Um the the plot reads, in 2018, 34-year-old Shanann Watts, hate her name, every time I saw it was so infuriated, Shanann really Watts amazing. and her two young daughters disappear in Colorado. With the heartbreaking details emerging, the family's story made headlines around the world. Um, this movie, I once I finished it, I messaged you. And said, "Just finish this movie. I'm going to finish crying and then go throw up." So that is the type of visceral response. So in a way, this documentary did an excellent job of laying out, you know, the 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 procedural pieces, the 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 beats here to get you to, you know, think who did what, and, and really, you know, you get in there with the. The, the interrogation room and the polygraph and all the stuff that you want out of a story like this. However, the truth will not set you free. It is living inside my head and any quiet moment, it gets back in there and I go, fuck everything. Fuck this movie. Fuck that thought. Fuck all of that. So, Mel, you, when I, when I said uh, <laughs> I was going to watch it, you were like... It's so good. So <laughs> it shows at least either A, you were protecting me, which I don't feel is the case, oh. or you actually are just like so into how well it was done that you're just like, <laughs> it whatever.
1: Was so, it was so good. It was so good. Um, this this movie was good on, on so many levels. Um, obviously, and I shouldn't even have to say this, not good in reality no like this was a terrible 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 this was like very rarely do I see something that that I have that sort of visceral reaction or feel you know this is difficult to watch there were parts of this that were very very difficult to watch uh, and to hear about and you know I followed the case as it was happening and uh oh
0: in real time back then
1: yes Uh oh yeah this when I've, I was waiting for this to come out oh, I knew okay. this was coming out and was so excited because um well I'll, I'll get to my fate I, and I hate kind of putting positive words with <laughs> such know. terrible things but <laughs> I know. my know fav- my favorite part I'll get to my favorite part but um this story what's so right out the gate what's so comforting about so many of these documentaries to me and what's so wonderful about them there is nothing you know they say there's that thing like when you don't feel well or you're 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 feeling down or whatever they you end up watching that same movie again and again and again and it's because it's sort of it's predictable it's something your brain can predict and it doesn't require too much thought and it's very it's very comforting that predictability and that is definitely the case uh with this movie there's nothing more comforting than when the husband did it there's nothing that (laughs) it's just it's just you know everything is making sense everything is you know falling into place but this case in particular and and what the most incredible part of this movie from a body language standpoint like a forensic sort of you know, watching somebody's behavior from a behavioral psychology standpoint, this is the most incredible case because you could if there were somebody whose job it was to teach a class in body language and yeah. uh, they would use this movie and use the footage from uh, of Chris Watts to teach that class. There is never i so he was interviewed. So the kids are missing. The cops come to the house to do the initial search um, right right out the gate. Like the house is locked wrong. Like nobody's in there, but it's locked from like the outside. So of course, like right. already you're just like, Ugh. and um, they get in there. Something's amiss. Like why are there no sheets on the bed? Like things aren't adding up. And they do that initial interview with Chris Watts. Just that interview. Like if this... It it would have been enough, like just this interview.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. The crossing his arms, you know, the like that little self hug. The um, he appears to be smiling throughout it. Like it, yeah. he's not even aware he's doing it. Um, he uh, not wearing his wedding ring during the video uh, during them uh, taping that interview. Yeah. Just so many little pieces. And it's it's thrilling to sort of watch that unfold and to know. Obviously, I knew by the time the movie came out that he had done it, but to see somebody, because he's clearly a narcissist, slowly come to the realization that he's not as good at lying as he thought he was. Yeah. And that he's not gonna get away with it was thrilling. It was it was just incredible to watch. But the greatest scene, like of of that whole movie to me was when the police come back and they're now at his neighbor's house. Yeah. And he's explaining to the police, well, I left, I left early that morning, you know, and I, and my, it was just my truck and I left at this time and I did this and and the neighbor just (laughs) wanting to help says, well, I have a camera. I mean, we could just check the camera to see that would tell us if somebody else maybe went, went into your house and he's like, He can't not agree. Right, He's on the spot. So he's like, yeah, do it. And the neighbor is playing the security footage and the police are watching and Chris Watts puts his hands on the back of his head and he's totally calm, but inside you can hear a grown man crying because (laughs) he knows in that moment he is fucked and there is nobody else that went in and out of that house but him and it was just like, so it was between that and the interrogation when he finally confesses, because that woman, I wish I could remember that officer's name. Yeah,
0: the one who she, conducted the polygraph. She,
1: she was yeah. so incredible. Yeah. She really just walked that fine line between, like, I, I'm treating you with respect. I I have compassion for you as a human. Like, I'm not here to judge you. Um, and really just made him put him at ease right and got the results they needed and then just was ready to say you know you failed that like yeah. you know you failed the, the polygraph and it was she was so good yeah she was so good and that was just so exciting to watch.
0: Yeah, even for all the details that we're kind of laying out here, which whatever at this point, like <laughs> we're gonna probably spoil was, the hell out of it. It was this all days, over. But... It was
1: all over the news. Like yeah. anybody who's into the to true crime, at least as much as I am, like you know what happens. But seeing it at this level, it, it it was such an interesting case because even though it was cut and dry, there was still so much that had to unfold, and the fact that it's all on tape for us to see is just.
0: Yeah, which, by the way, that's a key component of this particular one. It's funny because we just got done talking about one that it's like, oh, MySpace and the social element is the, the star of that one. Or at least the trailer, you know, put it out there as that might be the case. Now you watch this one. There is so much footage from this woman between photos and videos. She videotapes everything. I've never seen more of like a narcissist. Like in motion, like especially between all the social media stuff, I you know, all the text messages were there. Like, everything I've never documented that much of my life ever at any point. Remember,
1: remember what her job was. She worked, um, she was part of a like multi level marketing. Thing, See, so. that's
0: what I thought. I didn't really get a yeah. full sense of what she uh, was, uh, but I, yeah, it, it was like that. It. Um,
1: remember that thing, it was that thrive. It's like a patch you put um, on your arm and it makes you skinny and beautiful and into fitness. And right. it also uh, fills your soul with the belief that people need to see everything you're doing on social media.
0: Yeah, it's apparently.
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so it's a lot of like um, taking pictures of yourself, working out and feeling healthy and whatever, and then posting it for your friends and I feel good and here's what I'm doing. And I, but you have to wonder. So somebody like Chris Watts, who's a huge narcissist like there had to be something that brought them together initially he didn't just become a narcissist right i bet on some level they were kind of both a little you know love putting themselves out there and love you know being in front of the camera and right all that Um, unfortunately he got the murdery kind
0: yeah which you know and that's the thing right that the the, the... The TikTok here, the procedural part here where you're supposed to believe multiple storylines is how all these things shake out until it crystallizes into what actually happened when the truth comes out at the end. The whole time, I didn't fully feel... I guess the only person who I thought was legit to actually have done it is what he originally says, his first kind of like lie as as his confession, excuse me, um, when he says that the mother did something and then he had to protect. Um So to me, that is when things get wild. Uh And that's when you, like I can actually believe that in a way. Cause she, they did a great job of trying to sell her as this kind of, you know, not only the narcissist part but like more controlling more aggressive so like and they kept selling him as more subdued and loving and all this other stuff so it's like they did a really good job of the sell job even though in retrospect you're like who else could this possibly be if the body was moved it's always about the body moving you always got to think about that first who's going to do this who helped them do this or or what is the the but but the truth just still at this point i'm like right on the brink of you know throwing up in my mouth yeah. it's it's not good um which is if anything if anybody wants to know anything about mel is the fact that you confessed to want, wanting to see all the details on video in the whole thing after knowing the absolute truth and then sought this out that is you to a t right there
1: Oh my God. I I'm just, I'm just so fascinated by this case. And one thing I know about this case, which like to me, took it to a whole new level um, was so Chris Watts um, ended up getting life in prison without the possibility of parole. Right. And he, there have been, um, I, I can't, I, I don't want to say if it was, it could have been either court TV podcast or, like Nancy Grace or something like that. Something, lots of people coming together and talking about what people in prison are doing. Sure. And, um, he uh, he had become close with another inmate while in prison, but most disturbingly, uh, he all of a sudden started displaying in his cell uh, photos of his children. Oh. So... The question then became, is this, are, are you seeing somebody that's, that's experiencing remorse? You know, is he, does he feel guilty? Does he, ha- does he now have insight into what actually happened? Right. Um, or is he such a narcissist that he either needs other people to see him as the kind of person who, and believe he's experiencing remorse or is is it sort of like the way you would display a trophy?
0: I, I don't even want to know the answer to like, that. But so I, 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 I tend there's to There's no believe. good
1: answer. There's no good answer. Like I, I mean, if he's experiencing remorse and it's hitting him, like I can't imagine a more excruciating feeling than knowing you did something so terrible and having to live with that reality.
0: Based on um, how the interrogations went, I feel like it's more like. A little bit of remorse, and but also at least to to have people feel like he is being remorseful, whether he's truly remorseful yeah. or whether it's a show of remorse, literally as a show. Um, right. I, I feel like those two are more plausible than the absolute, just awful yeah, feeling.
1: I'm, I'm definitely more inclined to believe the remorse he feels is for getting caught, yeah, uh, you know. Um, but uh, just so well done like it it was better than i thought it would be
0: yeah um it had more meat uh, than the other ones for sure
1: oh yeah yeah and and again like if you if you're into sort of you know i I love i love a good interrogation but not just good where you get them to confess because clearly every other documentary and film has a false confession sure anybody can confess andrew it's true (laughs) um but when when it's done really well and they're not sort of taking advantage of, of, you know, somebody they're detaining. But, uh, you know, I, I love, I love when, when police officers like get it right. And they just yeah. they really just, you know, get the job done. That's, that's incredible.
0: Yeah. They put, they really did a good job, even though they kind of, they almost come off as like that they don't do their jobs very well <laughs> or like they, they're very understated and subtle. And then you realize it's all part of the technique of how they were able to get this out of him. So I was very impressed procedurally of how things went along until I wanted to die inside and continue to have that thought. So, um, it's a, it's a, it's a recommend, as long as you are a true true crime fan where you're not, uh, at gag reflex (laughs) levels, uh, where you're into the actual, the TikTok of the procedural stuff and and really can admire how this was constructed versus what the actual reality is so yeah and uh, i and again
1: i, I feel like the, pol- the police got it right in this one so this wasn't the this was sort of the other end of the spectrum from the bumbling cop you know right. kind of scenario this was it was just a really if you're into that really fun to watch and if you're not why are you even listening to this? Like you shouldn't, <laughs> Fair like, point. Why are you listening to us talk about this? That's gross.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can enjoy a lot of these, but this made me go, should I more dip my toe in? It made me kind of ride that line of like, how far okay. am I going into this? But... uh We'll move on to the next section because I feel like you are the expert in the room here and you, when we started. First You're only talking- saying
1: that because I'm the only other one here. <laughs>
0: Not true. I don't talk uh, to many people about the true crime stuff. It doesn't really feel like a conversational thing. Also people have to have conversations in the last few years um, mm. here. So, um, but we, when we were going back and forth of like what ones we were going to cover or what you've watched, it was this lengthy list, and I was so impressed with how much of this stuff you consume, but it's good to know what's good and what's bad. So at your recommendation, I started watching Wild Wild Country uh, because you seemed so excited I could not be more
1: excited. Now, I could not be more excited.
0: And this is more up my alley. Anything with a cult nature, um, you know, or it's hard. Like like a compound stuff, how you would characterize Like, Because I always have these thoughts of like cults always sound great at first like and oh my God. and i always yeah. love the story behind yeah. how the cults come together and it's always
1: like for a good reason too totally. it always starts from such a good place and then it just mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and, and you can admire the guy and, and and the way it all comes together like you said, yeah. but and then ultimately it is going to go wrong. I haven't gotten there. I'm I'm just through episode 1, but I am already in. Oh. I I love the story. I love the people they're interviewing and and the way it's going. So I'm into it. Um but so for people at home, tell people what wild wild country is and then from there give us a couple more recommendations of things you loved that people should watch
1: that are not as good as wild, wild country. <laughs> yes. Um. So this is a true story. I'm terrible with dates, but like it was, what was the date on wild, wild country?
0: Um, it started in the early eighties, right?
1: I was going to say late seventies, but early eighties well, sounds about right.
0: So the lawyer, I remember when they talked yeah. to him, he meets up with them. Yeah. Probably like he's, he leaves maybe in the seventies. And then I think this okay but when the so, first episode starts, I think the crime stuff maybe starts in the eighties. But yeah, go ahead. Yes.
1: Okay. So in India, there was this group of people, um, the Rajneesh, uh, and they were led by uh this guy Osho, who's like exactly what you think he looks like. Yes. <laughs> and he, you know, it's just like this nice little commune and like people like dance and how they feel and like we're in the same color and like just all the good stuff yeah string and flowers like all good and he has this like assistant who one of the greatest things about this documentary is that everybody you hate you also love like you you will you know sort of sway wildly between Uh, loving and hating these characters and he has this assistant Sheila Ma'anan Sheila who is just she's either the most brilliant or most dangerous person on the planet but like even after it's done you'll be like I don't even know I don't even know how to feel but it was (laughs) all good but she's incredible and they um they need more space I'm totally like make i'm not giving the details you do because you're way better at this you're like it all took place in this little town i'm like it was nighttime
0: yeah antelope um, <laughs> oregon right or something yeah like i do remember
1: yeah. that part so they end up going they find land in the u.s in antelope oregon which literally is like a population like five or whatever like people 50, live like
0: 50 mil 50. this is I'm incestual like, there was five in that's there. an ancestral yeah. level
1: but out there like things are so far away so it's really like, like just living in your own land yeah they made their own it's like game of thrones like you know in game of thrones like we have to go to somebody else's house it takes like a week okay that's the same (laughs) thing so they go to antelope oregon and they just get a bunch of people they're like come on over you know we're gonna just build this commune and they do but not just like a commune like imagine like a functioning like thriving society that they were like Oh, you build houses and you do plumbing and whatever. Bam. Yeah. There's a whole world that we just built and it's incredible. Yeah. And um, then, you know, they're doing their whole cult thing and the whole community is like, we don't like these people. They're coming here, taking our land and all that. And shit goes down. It's like the cult versus uh, the people of Antelope, Oregon. And then they start like turn themselves into an actual town uh they like buy the land and like buy part of the you know it was insane and then shit like shit goes down and they start taking revenge against the people of antelope and it gets nuts the soundtrack is amazing uh people are amazing um but what's so cool about this is like again everybody who you're like there is something wrong with that dude an hour (laughs) later you're like or maybe not yeah so I, lo- I love, I love love, love,
0: love, love. And you buried the lead a little bit, Mel. It's produced by your boys, the Duplass brothers, who don't make anything bad, in my opinion. I think
1: that's- no, they really don't. And, uh, you know, I feel like I didn't even have to say it. Anytime there is something just perfect, <laughs> you can bet your bottom dollar, your middle dollar, your top dollar, all your dollars. Yeah. That there is a Duplass in there.
0: Yeah. They're and, in there. And Mel, speaking of which, I heard either A, that they're making another Creep movie, which I know you were super into I did creep.
1: know that already. I did know that, but I didn't know when it was coming out. But it, that is my favorite. Even yeah. the second one was amazing.
0: I know. I knew you'd be so, yeah. so up for it. And I know that, to a lesser extent, you don't care that the the Way Brothers, I believe is their name, the the people who directed this series, is... Uh, they also directed The Battered Bastards of Baseball, this amazing documentary that came to Netflix years ago, like five years ago now, um, that was very well done. So I'm not shocked that this is a supremely well done, supremely well uh, created uh, with the narrative that they have. It's almost so cinematic. I'm I'm actually like, w- besides like insulting the true life nature of this or the religious part and in fear of retribution, why has this not been made into a movie? It's like- it's like Jericho with like cult status. It's wild what it is. So, uh an actual true miniseries or film would be dope for this oh story. God. And I'm only yeah, through episode it,
1: 1. But at the same time, like I think they did such an, an amazing job with it. I I don't know how else it could be done. What like it, it Oh, but it's, that's it, never
0: stopped anyone, Mel.
1: <laughs> no, that's true. That's true
0: okay so wild wild country everyone check it out watch no, it because
1: watch that right away yeah like because like i feel like the people listening are probably like oh why did you kill me i i had that in my queue Just get it out of there don't even <laughs> like okay they, they it was an accident like spoiler it was an accident that's why she got killed yeah. wrong place wrong time gangs are bad all around
0: exactly justice
1: happens yeah Took a little while but it's done now there, take it out of your queue, and you put Wild Wild Country in there. It's the greatest way to fall asleep at night. It's like the it's. I I want to be there with them. Like I want to go there. <laughs> I, just, uh, I, I lo- don't know.
0: I already love their methods. Like even in the first that four step thing they did, where it's yeah. like you know you scream and I yell scream really loud. and then dance it out. And then meditate it out. These people, yeah, they just rock every emotion and just.
1: Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, like, minus the dancing. But then again, if everybody else was like.
0: Just, yeah, but it's like psychotic yeah. dancing, which I'm all about.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was like, you know what? It reminded me of, like, moshing.
0: In a way. It's like Elaine dancing from Seinfeld. Yes, yes. <laughs> but
1: all together with a bunch of other Elaines. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like, if you picture in your mind, like, almost like a blood snake cult but like dressed up in a nice ashram, you know, uh, commune style thing. Just put that in your mind and go, yep, I see it. That happened. That is exactly what it looks like. Everything you think of, it is what it is. Um, so, okay. Besides wild, wild country in the notch below category, I guess, as you put Mm -hmm. it, what is still good out there for Netflix stuff?
1: Well, Cecil Hotel. It was like the something something murder at the Cecil Hotel. Yeah. Crime can...
0: scene, the vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Yeah.
1: Okay. That one um is just I heard about that case on a podcast because it was just so bizarre and you really think it's going one way. And then it's it kind of just goes in a different direction. There's this hotel, the Cecil Hotel in is um it's in LA. Okay. And it's um Right on like Skid Row. Okay, so it's in a shitty, terrible part of town, and like people have been like staying there for a hundred million years. Some people just live there. Right. Like it's this, they just live there, and like there have been like a million murders and mysterious, terrible things that have happened there. And then this like exchange student, or not even. I don't even think she was there for school. She just like went. I don't know, but she goes and she uh, just vanishes. Okay. and nobody can find her her family's worried and they find footage of her and that footage is so bizarre normally you'd think found footage would reveal something right this is a perfect example of found footage creating just a million more questions okay and it, it's so bizarre and you really just you can't really guess as it's happening and and it's it's also got a really important message i think at the end but i don't want to oh. get into it i don't want to give anything away um just uh you know i think it's very relevant okay uh, you know i don't want to give uh too much away but well that's good because uh, yeah. i heard
0: mixed things about that one so your endorsement I, means something it's if just I it's just a really interesting story yeah i
1: mean it's and the just learning about that hotel and like sort of Meeting the staff, even the like the manager, this woman was kind of bizarre. Like the whole place was really like spooky and and strange. And I'm a realist. I love a good like ghost story, but I like to I like to believe that it could actually happen. I don't want to sure. I don't want anything too. I like my ghosts a little bit, (laughs) Um, a little bit normal. Sure. Um. So So. it really, it really, you're not entirely sure if, if there's like a supernatural component to this, if there's, if the place is cursed, like what could, right. so it really, I i thought it was really, really great.
0: Excellent. All right. Give yeah. me one more, and then I'm going to hit you with a little uh, surprise of something that's in production right now, and then we'll get out of here. So <sighs> give me one more.
1: Okay. I'm going to go with murder among the Mormons, uh, okay. which was interesting, not just because of the murdery part, but just because it's like this whole time that we've like just had our lives and we've been going about our business, there are people in this world, Andrew, who collect historical documents.
0: <laughs> yeah. Who like is it? Nicolas are, Cage?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like real people and they like buy and sell. Um, this this kind of sent me down a rabbit hole, by the way. I, I watched two documentaries following this one, yeah. both about like uh forgery and art heists Ooh, and things and i was like "What is, is, I is love happening? that stuff i i like it but it, it was a little far out of my comfort zone but i did watch two of them right and uh and this one um but it was uh it was just interesting it's like you know you, you see all these movies where people kill for love or they kill for you know for for money and they kill for all these reasons and then It's weird to know, and I know there was a money component, but it's weird to know that like somebody was motivated to kill because of historical documents, Andrew. Like,
0: yeah, it's wild. It's
1: like somebody killing for Dungeons and Dragons or stamp (laughs) collecting. It's like, wow, like people, people are (laughs) there's a whole underbelly of society that I wasn't aware of.
0: Yeah, and I I usually like that component more in my fictional affairs but the non-fictional that you know hey the source has to come from somewhere so it does intrigue me that you're like if this is part of the involvement like in you know a good thief story or something went wrong in a in a good heist love those elements sounds like i would love it and
1: like religion religion always makes things a little bit weird yeah you know Because they're like, oh, that was the book that the magical goat was carrying when he rescued (laughs) Jesus from the river. And you're like, is that a thing? I don't know know if that's a thing. Yeah. Um,
0: And and as if South Park didn't already kind of uh, take you down (laughs) the Mormon rabbit hole. That's always been like an intriguing section of religion, too. Oh, yeah. the, the story about every origin yeah. story of a re- religion sounds wild and crazy, but oh the Mormon Except one Except wild,
1: wild country.
0: Uh, maybe they the only yeah. ones right. I yeah. know. <laughs> as soon as they were like, it appealed to intellectuals and they're doing all these what? things. I'm like, I would have probably, I could have bought into this. It's possible.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> I, love I, you know I, I, I love robes. You know I love are. robes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god well um, i will definitely put yeah.
0: those three on my queue just to to get it through because i got to finish wild wild country first but then i will go through and i know just,
1: that- i literally <laughs> could watch wild wild country in like 20 minutes yeah i know each episode is like an hour but i can get it done in 20 minutes right bang through it really fast like that's a one night watch you just sure. gotta stay up you'll hallucinate a little but it's gonna make it, the whole experience it's, it's gonna enhance everything just hurry
0: yeah and, and I know you enjoyed The Staircase. I already told you how, like, Colin Firth is going to star in, like, a, a yeah, HBO miniseries version. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I'll probably end up watching that, to be honest, before I watch the documentary or at least one before the other kind of pair it up. Um, but the one thing I did want to tell you, because we are both Connecticut's uh, living in this state, that currently I'm very excited that a Netflix original movie is shooting right now in Stanford and I will have to pull it up because it is called The Good Nurse. Are you familiar with that at all? No. Okay. No. So, Big Stars it has got Jessica Chastain, uh, Eddie Redmayne. Big Story uh, that happens to do, uh, excuse me, happens to deal with uh, a serial killer. So, I knew that would pique your interest. A real
1: serial uh, killer? So th-
0: this is based on a true story. Mm, okay. So that's why I'm like, I'm I'm seeing, right. I'm gauging like whether that. you actually know the story Ooh. or not.
1: Is it like an angel of death nurse yes, situation? Yes, yes it is.
0: Mm. Uh, so an infamous caregiver is implicated in the deaths of hu- hundreds of hospital patients. So, mm. and it's shooting right now in our beloved state. Uh, down in Stamford, Connecticut, and I have reached out to them. I am so desperate to try to get uh, on set in there. I like I said, we should have a camping trip. We just Andrew, need to go I'm all down. over this I know, I'm like all over this, it's all our interests combined. It's wonderful. So to me, Ugh. I'm hoping that the movie is good. Of course, it's got a deep cast. Honestly,
1: it. it doesn't even have to be because if it's terrible, we'll end up talking about it here. Yes, true. We get to hang out. That's a bonus. Yeah. And like, if it's good, you know, we can still talk about it, but also we'll have, you know, been rewarded with a good movie.
0: Exactly. So. It's a win Yeah. So I am all over it. I figured you'd be very excited that, you know, uh, and it it gives you something to look up. So like, as far as like a serial killer that you may have not been aware of, Angel of Death thing.
1: Also, when you said now you have something to look up, do you know where my brain went first? (laughs) What's that? i was like yeah like places to eat in stamford <laughs> yes because like in my mind we were planning the yeah, camping the vacation is like, already obviously there. like there's gonna be it's there's gonna be a lot of food for sure and like in my mind it was all like sandwiches totally yeah yeah so like i don't know i mean yeah good nurse you know but also <laughs> um but
0: that's all we need. We need a good hang, a serial killer movie being shot, and just, you know, sandwiches. Yeah, a little picnic uh, to enjoy those type of things. So, all about it. Totally mm. into it. So, I'm glad that you're excited too. Interesting. But
1: Yeah, I didn't look up the sandwich part, but I did look up it. it's. It's based on the, the story of the pursuit and capture of Charlie Cullen. Yeah. One of the deadliest serial killers
0: yeah so i was wondering because especially if it, this person is responsible for hundreds of deaths if there was a documentary or something that you had already seen so you don't know that name at all besides what you just saw right now
1: i don't and i i did recently uh what was it like a semester ago did a whole big spiel on uh angel of death uh, killers so i was uh, you know there are a few i had to pick from but i didn't i didn't go with that person i don't know that one.
0: Ooh. Well, um, I'm the, glad I gave you weird. homework. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, but also where's Stanford?
0: <laughs> are you serious? The New York oh, border, no, I, New York border, down 95.
1: What do you mean? Am I serious? Where where do you think? You're a comedian.
0: I go? We travel everywhere. How do you not know where no, Stanford is? I put is? it
1: in my phone <laughs> and I go there. Like, and people are like, you know what? It's right off like 92. Like, what? That's not. Oh, was it east i don't know well to, I be, don't know.
0: to be fair you live in like middle earth in the middle of live, nowhere. Yeah. nowhere yeah
1: i get in my car i'm like this is the music i'm listening to and i zone out and i live in my mind and when my car tells me i'm there i get out
0: uh you What's probably that? can't wait for like automatic drive cars where it just t- you just put it in and well, just. not you know,
1: after today you saw that tesla that like no imploded no no like, oh, it was bad yeah, it was, a, it was a bad one.
0: Well, I'm glad we <laughs> can end on such a positive note. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mel. This was awesome. And I'm glad you got to, to put all this out there for everybody. And, and it gets to fill up my queue at the same time. So always awesome talking to you. And I know this is so near and dear to your, to your heart.
1: Yeah, it's literally the thing closest to my heart.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So next time... Uh, Any recommendations not where kids get killed. So that's my only line, apparently. So only adults who hopefully deserve it get killed.
1: Adults (laughs) killing other adults that deserve it.
0: Yes, that would be ideal. That's
1: actually the name of my podcast. Yeah. i can't wait for it have you heard it yet no it's yeah very, it's very similar it's this actually this I, is my path. i love it <laughs> yeah i thought you might
0: all right mel thank you so much for doing this
1: thank you for having me